Well, hello and welcome to Remember God Loves You. And I'll meet you at the finish line. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day because um, it's been a little bit for us. It's just been a little bit tough uh, in my end. And I'm going <clears> to <throat> talk about, you know, what I've been thinking lately. And um, it's truly, well, I got to say, today is a day that the Lord hath made and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. I want to <clears throat> focus, do a special episode on this podcast on Remember, God loves you, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Because I don't know in my life, and reading through scripture, that we've been through so, like, the, we're living in completely banana backwards. You know, it's one thing reading in the Bible of how corrupt the world is in general it's one thing reading and one thing though i i <clears throat> i truly my heart truly goes out to uh, like i can finally relate to noah well i would say like a little bit more of a noah and i you know reading and truly understanding what he went through during that day during that time it just blows my mind. It also just blows my mind of how bad do you think the world was during that time? Now, I don't mean, well, I mean the violence and the depravity of it, but it, I ju it just blow. It's like you wonder at that time how bad it was. And then you close the Bible and you end it with prayer. And now you go out the front door and and now you see it for your first hand. I definitely can tell you before coming on this podcast, I was about to cry. And um, as you can tell, I'm trying to keep hold back my tears and hold back my crying because it really it. I'm lots of words more than anything. You know, it's kind of a mixed emotions. A lot of people don't really understand what is at stake. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, <clears throat> I believe that God is finally slowly letting us fall in our depravity of sin. And um, I believe that God is saying, you know what? You sacrifice my children. You allow abortions. You you allow like the killing of innocent people through assisted suicide, and when and you deliberately disobey my commands. And I'm sure the list can go on. And I'm sure God at this point is saying, you know what? I'm done. 
And, um, and I'm going to come up with a bold thing. I hopefully I'm going to be, I don't know how I'm going to approach this. But if the timing of Christ is coming, it's coming sooner than we think. This episode is going to be more. Get ready. Truly get ready. If you think, if you think that, you know, um, Christ is coming in like in 10 or 15 years or even 30 years from now, I think you're mistakenly wrong. And I know I used to think about that, thinking, okay, God is not... God, Jesus is not going to come in my lifetime. He's probably going to come in another lifetime, and I'm going to pass away as an old man and and a grandpa with kids. But then, you know, as living through this the uncharted waters, you can say, it's one thing. You know, because it's it's hard. You know, you you pray and you you say, God, like. What is going on? Like, I'm like crying out to you. Help the people turn from their wicked ways. Because we can't get this low of a nation. To the point where they want to go after children. And that's the thing that I'm just absolutely just dumbfounded. And the amount of child trafficking that is going on, and it's going on completely rampant. It's it's worse than the, the epidemic. And how just people are distorting what male and female people are like. And they're just living careless, carelessly. You're seeing people turn away, and you are seeing the Christian faith being under attack and the, and it's getting, it's getting worse. And, um, I don't think I've ever been this, this sad because once again, it's, it's one thing reading about it, but it's another thing experiencing it. Because when you experience it, you then wonder, God, how how is this possible? Like, how is what we're going through actually possible? I read about it in stories. I read about it in the Bible. I read about Sodom and Gomorrah. I read about it, God. But how is this possible? And what can we do as brothers and sisters in Christ? We've done everything we could, God. Is our prayers not sufficient enough for you? See, that is what comes to mind. And that's what I'm just battling with. Now, I'm not losing my faith by any means. But I'm thinking that, you know, once again, Christ is coming sooner than a lot of people expect. Let's put it that way. And I definitely can tell you the end times is a lot. I think it's coming very quick. And I think it's it's one of those, if you're ever on the road, and I would think the end times and the coming of Christ, it's like the hidden driveway. And by the time you 
you drive by it, you completely miss the driveway. And that driveway that you missed or that hidden road is uh, the path that gets to heaven. And I think that we should slow down and really look up, look deep into our own lives. And yes, look, and I am, and I have been looking at my own life. And some of the things that I've thought about, some of the things I've done, some of the things I said, I've asked God already. I've asked God that he may work on my heart and work on me and make me the man of God like Paul, like, like Peter. Because once again, our time on earth is like a grain of sand. It will pass away and it's, it's, we're going to, we are going to pass away. And when Christ calls upon his church, when Jesus calls, when he comes down and comes and brings up his church, are you going to be with him? Are you going to rise? Or are you going to be left behind? I pray to God that whoever's listening is not left behind. And I'm going to make sure at the end of the episode, I'm going to give you the opportunity to start a love relationship with God. I'm going to give you the opportunity. I will, I'm going to give you that opportunity to open your hearts. Because it's truly never too late to start a relationship with God. It's never too late. It will be too late when Jesus comes for his church and you see the rapture come. It will be too late by then. Because then you have to face the tribulation. Then it will be another thing that you've never ever imagined before. It will be too late. And I... One thing that I also pray, I know that we have adversaries. I know that I disagree with some people, but I truly hope that I never want anyone to see the great white throne judgment. I also hope that no one is left behind that I love dearly, I care for. But at the same time, we all have decisions to make. Just like you have a decision to stop at the stoplight or, or just go through and then face the consequences. We all have decisions to protect our kids from vile and wicked people that want to prey upon your kids. We also have a decision to turn to God during these desperate times. And ask him for forgiveness. Not as a nation anymore. This nation, I hate to say it, but it is long gone. It is now time to really look at your own individual lives. 
Because before, I, you probably heard in my previous ep- episodes on Remember God Loves You, <clears throat> you probably heard that I prayed for this nation, that this nation would turn from its wicked ways. And I also prayed that we may start glorifying God. But then as time continued and as time pressed on, I'm starting to focus more on our individual paths because it's not a nation that gets to heaven. Just for example, it's not Israel, the country of Israel, that gets that is God's chosen country. It's not a country that is chosen. It is the people. It is you. It is Sosslin. And it is, you can insert your name, that is chosen. Now, you live in this country, you live in America, you live in Ecuador, you live in the Philippines, you live in, a, in your home country. But at the end of the day, it's not your country that comes to repentance. It is you individually. Because we as a nation are not on the path that God has glorified for us. We as a nation and other nations are by for, uh, it's not going to be going to heaven all at once. So when we truly accept Jesus Christ, when, when, we, um, when we truly follow him, what does it mean? Well, number one, it means that you have everlasting life. For That is the foremost. Number two, it means that when you're going to make mistakes, I, I make mistakes all the time. I, made, I make mistakes on a daily basis. Some bigger than the others, but they're all in the same. They're all big mistakes in God's eye. No little mistake is big, bigger than the other. And the cool thing is, is that God loves you and he cares for you. That he's like, you know what? Come and seek for, I will forgive your sins. Humble yourself and ask for, and repent your sins unto God. And therefore he will forgive you and he will cleanse you. And then we can go on and we, of course, it's not living a life of sin again. That's and that's another thing I want to break away from. Just because you mess up, just because you slip up, doesn't when you accept Jesus Christ doesn't mean that everything's all going to be dandy and hunky dory and everything is all glamorous as people say it is. No, it is more of when you mess. It is more learning from your mistakes. Because when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are wanting to grow from our old ways. We are wanting to put our childish things away. And we want to enter a new area. We want to be born again. Doesn't matter what age you are. We want to be born again to the point where we want to bring others to Christ. So therefore, you develop a testimony of how you accept Jesus Christ. And um, 
And that's uh and that's important because God sees that. Because God sent his son to die on the cross when we didn't deserve it. You know, we look at the suffering and, you know, <clears throat> we might think that we suffer right now. And, but I don't think I could, I don't think I could um, suffer like what Jesus did by any means. And it brings you, uh, it brings you to tears knowing the lashes, the 41 lashes that he had to go through. And at the end of the time, at the end, out of all, after his beatings, after his being spit on, after putting the crown of thorns on him, he went to the cross. Each nail that comes through, each nail that got pounded, he took that for you. So you don't have to be damned in hell. He took that for you. And he, and he only gave this one commandment. It is love thy neighbor and love God and love people. And follow me. When you follow me, I will take care of you. You know, it's... It's a hard thing to do because our lives are comfortable right now. And so many lives are comfortable. Everywhere you look, you look on TV, you look on everything. It's very comfortable. And, you know, as Christians, it is a very dangerous thing to be, have a kind, that kind of a mindset is to be comfortable. That's what sin wants. Sin wants you to be comfortable. Sin wants you to be complacent. Sin wants you to think as if there's nothing going on, nothing, big problems that, oh, well, that's just going abroad. You can't really do anything. But what we can do is we can pray for those people that are going through the persecution. We can pray for those brokenhearted people. And so <clears throat> with this in mind, I'm going to give the rest of the time for a word of prayer. And that through the prayer, I want to provide hope. There is hope in God. There is hope when you accept Him as, as your Lord and Savior. Dear Heavenly Father, we, um, we come to you brokenhearted, dealing with addictions, Lord. We, we come to you with all of our baggage. Baggage of depression, anxiety, fear, fearfulness. We come to you with baggage of who knows what, Lord. Lord, so I pray that we can humble ourselves to the point that we fall on our faces and fall on our knees and cry upon you, Lord. Seeking for forgiveness. 
seeking for forgiveness of our wicked ways, O Lord. Seeking forgiveness of anything that we have said or have done that was against you, God, and that might have hurt other people, Lord. Forgiveness, knowing that we're, we made the same mistake, Lord. And that we, if we were bitter, Lord, I pray that the bitterness can get out of our system, Lord. You may, whatever the hold on is, the grudge, the bitterness, Lord, I pray that that can go all away, Lord. And that bitterness and that grudgeness that we have against another person can turn to love and can turn to compassion for them, Lord. And potentially mentor them along the way. Because we know that your time is coming, Lord. A lot sooner than a lot of us think, God. We know that our time with you, God, is nearing. We can almost sense the finish line, see the finish line faintly. And Lord, we remember what your son did for us. Died on the cross for me, a wicked, wicked and horrible person when I didn't deserve it. I deserved your full wrath, God, but you showed your love, the definition of love and compassion. Lord, we are so truly blessed that you cared and loved for us. You never gave up on us. And I just pray that you can continue to show us your love and your mercy. And I pray that we can go forward and and if anyone that doesn't know who you are, Lord, I pray that you can intercede. I pray that you can open their hearts. Open their minds. So that they can accept you, Lord, of who you really are. A gracious and a loving father and a promise of everlasting life. No more suffering, no more tears. No more pain and no more corruptness of the depravity of man, Lord. No more of that, God. I just pray that we await that day when you call upon the church and when we cross that finish line and we run into your arms and we hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, <clears throat> I truly hope this episode was not meant to scare you, scare you, but it was meant to open your eyes and meant to get you guys ready. And remember that God loves you. Truly, he loves you. He cares for you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye. What is our hope? Well, I want to tell you, it's very important that you have some hope. 
Because you see, you not only have world problems that I've mentioned, but you've got your own personal problems. You've got your own personal pressures. You've got your own personal hell that you're living in right now and you're looking for a way out and a way of escape. How am I going to get out from under this load I'm carrying? Maybe you're failing in, at the university. Maybe it's a broken love affair. It may be something else. Pressure from your parents. Whatever it may be. Maybe your parents are broken up and it's torn you up. And you feel the pressure and you want to run and hide and you want to escape. You've tried the drug route. You've tried the alcohol and it hasn't worked. Well, it's very important that you have hope. If you ever lose your hope, you're finished. Old or young. What oxygen is for the lungs, such is hope for the meaning of human life. And the fate of humanity is dependent, I believe, in its supply of hope.